0: Welcome to the Padres Post Game Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Post Game Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network.
1: One and one. Bethancourt hits it on the ground the other way. That's into right field and a base hit. Margo's rounding third, Tatis comes up throwing, the tag, and he is out at the plate! What a throw by Fernando! Cut down the potential tying run here in the eighth inning. What a throw unleashed by Fernando Tatis Jr. An absolute BB and dime to cut down
2: the runner.
3: Another day, another amazing play from Fernando Tatis Jr., his throw in the eighth inning cutting down Let's tying run at home plate keeps the Padres ahead five to four and the Padres go on to beat the Tampa Bay Rays five to four in this series finale here at Petco Park the Padres take two of three from the team that entered this series with the best record in baseball Sam Levitt with you on our post game show live here at Petco Park inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building Padres win it five to four Padres improve to one game below 500 at 35 and 36 Tampa Bay drive to 51 and 24, and the Padres got enough offense, they got great starting pitching, and they got a tremendous play from Fernando Tatis Jr. in an eighth inning where it looked like Tampa Bay was coming back, looked like they were going to tie the game, but El Nino said, No, no. miles per hour on the throw from right field for Fernando Tatis Jr. Incredible. A lot to break down from this game. We'll hear from Bob Melvin. We'll also play back the radio highlights, recap it, daily awards, your phone calls, and more. But right after the game, I caught up with Trent Grisham, who had a really important role in this game, a double- To start the rally in the third inning, Padres scored three runs in that inning. A walk in the fifth inning to start the rally uh, that uh, led to the Padres scoring their fifth run of the game ended up being a crucial run. I caught up with Trent Grisham on the field right after this win. Trent, earlier this week, Fernando Tatis Jr. told me that you've really helped him make that transition into the outfield this season. You teach him how to make that throw? (laughs) I wish I could teach him how to throw like that. Uh, I wish I could throw like
4: that myself, but... Uh, man, he's, he's an easy guy to work with. He's obviously one of the most talented uh, athletes on the planet Earth. So uh, for him to say that about me means a lot, but it's more uh, just being out there and getting uh, comfortable with each other. Man. It's uh, knowing our spacing, uh, knowing how to communicate, and then kind of just sitting back and let him do his thing and then knowing that I can
3: do mine over there. Offensively, you were really important in the couple of rallies today. The double, the walk, a couple of runs scored. What was the biggest key for you offensively today?
4: Uh, just be relaxed i mean i felt i've been feeling uh trying to do a little too much at times uh, lately so today i just came in and tried to relax uh knew it was a pretty good
3: matchup for me uh so i just relaxed and uh some good things ended up happening three straight series wins a series win against the team with the best record in baseball trent what do you feel like has been one of the biggest differences for this team the last couple of weeks uh just doing it
4: man like we we all everyone in this clubhouse knows and believes in each other, um, and things just didn't go our way to start. Uh, we know there's a lot of baseball, and uh, just watching the guys come out and do it, man, and just it's kinda, it kind of just breeds confidence, and it just um, it just no it just solidifies everything we knew already. So it's really now just about leaning on each other and uh, keeping it rolling. Trent, great job today. Big part in today's
3: win. Thanks so much. Thanks. Sir. Again, that was Trent Grisham right after the game. Trent had a big double in this game, a walk, a couple of runs scored, and he had a great view of that throw by Fernando Tatis Jr. Padres have won three consecutive series, one against the Cleveland Guardians, one against the Colorado Rockies, and now one against the Tampa Bay Rays, a team that even after today's defeat is still 51-24, and the best record in baseball. The Padres trying to go on that run we've been waiting for, well... Last couple of weeks, it's gone better. Three straight series wins and a really good series win for the Padres over Tampa Bay, especially after losing the series opener on Friday. A 2 nothing win yesterday and here today the Padres hang on for a five to four win Joe Musgrove a big story in this game here today he worked his way in and out of trouble a handful of times six innings two earned runs given up six hits allowed he walked one struck out one and the bullpen hung on Stephen Wilson a the seventh inning Nick Martinez gave up two runs in the eighth inning got help from Fernando uh, cutting down that tying run and then Josh Hader an excellent job in the ninth inning picking up save number 18 in a one-run game so a lot to break down from this game we'll hear from Bob Melvin when we come back we have the radio highlights we'll take your phone calls a little bit later and much more to get to as we recap this one the final score Padres 5 Rays 4 back in a moment on the Padres radio network our post game show continues here on the Padres radio network final score as the Padres win two out of three from the Tampa Bay Rays the Padres five and the Rays four Sam Levitt with you on our post game show from inside the lofts here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park everybody having a good time here inside the Western Metal Building inside the loft uh, some people still playing some games of pool finishing up their beers closing out their taps a lot of kids in here as well a very nice Sunday afternoon as the Padres get a big win and certainly a big series win beating tampa bay five to four a lot to break down in this game we'll hear from bob melvin coming up in just a handful of minutes first let's recap it with our game highlights
0: let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights presented by the new El Cajon ford commercial service center servicing all
3: Fords up to f750s and motorhomes A scoreless first inning, but the Padres had a big opportunity against Rays starter Yoni Chirinos. Fernando Tatis Jr. was on second base with nobody out to start the game. Padres would eventually have runners at second and third with two men away. Tatis was thrown out at third base on a back pick by the Rays catcher, Christian Bethencourt. In the top of the second, still a scoreless game, the Rays had back-to-back singles against Joe Musgrove. Josh Lowe then stepped in. Going two to the low with runners on first and second. Nobody out. No score in the second inning. And a line
1: drive over Bogarts into left center for a base hit. A Reyna's rounding third. Grisham's throw will go into second base. An RBI single for Josh Lowe and a 1-0 raise
3: lead here in the second. But even after giving up three straight singles to begin the inning, Musgrove would allow just that one run. That became a big theme in Joe Musgrove's outing, limiting damage. Fast forwards, the bottom half of the third. Padres trailing 1-0. Trent Grisham hit a one-out double. Fernando Tatis Jr. singled, sending Grisham to third base. Then things got a little bit wacky with Juan Soto at the plate. Tatis started and stopped, Soto hits a little tapper in front of the plate, picked up by Bethancourt, down
1: to second, and not in time, now it rolls away, Grisham's going to come in and score, and the game is tied. Now Tatis going to come, he hesitated, the throw way off target, Fernando scores, the Padres lead, and Soto, who hit the ball about a foot in front of the plate, ends up at third base.
3: That would not be the last time Fernando impacted this game. It was ruled a fielder's choice. Two errors on the shortstop Wander Franco. One on the missed catch, one on a throw to home plate. Manny Machado then drove Soto in with a sack fly. Padres had a three-run third and a three-to-one lead. Musgrove then got in major trouble in the top of the fourth inning. The Rays loaded the bases with nobody out, but again, he managed to allow just the sack fly to Manuel Margot. No other damage. Padres still led three to two. In the bottom half, Jake Cronenworth led off with a line drive double into the right field corner. Uh, neto Dor was next. Padres in the bottom of the fourth inning.
1: And the pitch is stroked down into right center field. Low over into the gap. Not going to get there. This one's going to go all the way to the wall. Cornelworth has scored. Odor into second.
3: 4-2 Padres. Back-to-back doubles to begin the inning. That would be all the Padres would get in the fourth inning. Joe Musgrove tossed a 1-2-3 frame in the top of the fifth inning. In the bottom half, Trent Grisham walked to start the frame. He stole second. He was at third base with two outs for Manny. Machado swings at the first pitch, grounds it up the middle
1: into center field a base hit. Grisham comes in to score, RBI single Manny Machado and 5-2 pods in the 5th.
3: Joe Musgrove then pitched the scoreless sixth inning despite hitting two batters. Joe was very good in this game. Six innings, two runs, six hits allowed, 85 pitches, and again got in trouble a handful of times but found a way to limit damage. Padres' bullpen took over after that. Stephen Wilson stranded two in the seventh inning. Onto the eighth inning, Nick Martinez entered. Padres leading five to two. The Rays started to rally. Randy Rosarena reached on an infield single with one out. Josh Lowe singled as Rosarena went to third. Manuel Margot was next. Here's the pitch from
1: Martinez and a line drive into right field. Fernando charging, has to play it on a hop. A Rosarena coming home from third base, an RBI single, Manuel Margot, the third hit of the inning, and now a 5-3 lead for the Pods in the eighth.
3: Harold Ramirez then pinch hit for Taylor Walls. The count went 2-2. Two Martinez, very long pause, running the clock all the way. Now the pitch, and that one's looped into
1: shallow right. Long run, Odor dives and can't make the catch. Low will score from
3: third base. It's a one-run game in the eighth. 5-4 Padres. Vidal Brujan then pinch rain for Ramirez. So one-run game, Christian Bethencourt was next. One and one. Bethancourt hits it on the ground the other way. That's into
1: right field and a base hit. Margot's rounding third. Tatis comes up throwing the tag, and he is out at the plate. What a throw by Fernando. Cut down the potential tying run here in the eighth inning. What a throw unleashed by Fernando Tatis Jr. An absolute BB and
3: dime to cut down the runner. Fernando Tatis Jr., an absolute laser to home plate to keep the Padres ahead. It was clocked at 99.5 miles per hour from Fernando Tatis Jr. Nick Martinez would get a ground out from Yandy Diaz to end the inning. Padres still leading by one. Padres didn't score in the bottom half of the eighth inning. Josh Hader came on in the top of the ninth inning. Padres still just a one-run lead. He struck out Wander Franco, got a fly out from Luke Raley. The game was left up to Randy Rosarena representing the tying run. A ball and two strikes the count. Hater delivers and a swing and
1: a miss. 98 again up and out of the zone. And the Padres take two out of three from Tampa Bay. They have won three consecutive series and they finish this homestand with a 4-2 and mark.
3: Three straight series wins for the Padres against the Rockies, the Guardians, and now against the Tampa Bay Rays. A team with the best record in all of baseball. Padres lose the opener of this series, but they bounce back in a big way. 2-0 yesterday and a one-run win in today's game. How about that? With all the one-run and two-run struggles for the Padres this season against Tampa Bay, a two-run win. And a one-run win as the Padres, again, move back to one game below 500 at 35-36. and 36. Tampa Bay drops to 51-24. and 24. A lot to break down in this game. Let's get some post-game reaction from Bob Melvin. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear
0: from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sinley Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sinley Food. 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian
2: Resource. Bob, coming into this series, a lot of people were saying it's going to be a litmus test for you no. guys. You end up winning, you take two out of three. What, if anything, did you learn about your club or you hope that they learned about themselves?
5: Well, I don't think we need to learn anything. We, we know we're a good club, so we just have to play better consistently. Obviously, it's nice to take a series from these guys. You know, as well as they played this year, obviously, the last game was this game was a bit spirited to, down to the end, but we held on one run game, which we've been having tr- some trouble with. Um, so, all in all, even though it got a little tight there at the end, I think it was it was a good game, good series for us that play what 's more impressive the throw
2: by Fernando the tag by Austin you certainly have a catcher 's perspective on that whole thing
5: it uh, was I mean play of the game so uh, on both ends of it um, you know f- a fantastic throw which we 've seen it seems like every throw he 's had in a big situation he 's been accurate with it um, I think he really gets inspired by the the opportunities. But on the other end of it, Knowles had to make a nice pick and, and a quick tag, and and it obviously ended up being a big play. Get some momentum back in us where it looked like it was kind of coming unglued a little bit, and and Nick makes a gets a final out, which was huge. You know, maybe not his best stuff, but threw a lot of pitches and ended up making a great pitch when he had to. Your thought on Joe's effort today? Worked through a lot of traffic and kept the damage to him in one. He did at the beginning, you know. I don't think he got, what, he have? one strikeout, so maybe not his, his best swing and miss stuff, but I think the story of the day for him was getting out of jams in, what, three innings like that. So even though he threw, what, 90, right around 90 pitches, it, it felt like he threw more than that because a lot of more were, you know, pitches under duress.
0: How you've won these last couple, matter of fact, like the last three weeks, is kind of reminiscent of how you won a lot of games last right. year. Do you find that significant?
5: It does. We, You know, we've talked about it. Those, those were our games last year. You know, close games, especially here at home, were games that we came out on top a lot. And this year it's been completely the opposite. So, you know, not only have we been playing better, swinging the bat better, I think, you know, coming full circle and winning games like this will do a lot for us.
0: And just sort of like making things happen as well. I mean, be it Tatis running, yeah. sacrifice flies, hits. Yep. How much of that has been a concerted effort by you guys?
5: Well, it's been a concerted effort for most of the season, but it's actually getting results and and seeing it happen, I think, that's been the difference here recently.
0: Did you yell super loud from the dugout that you were called out from third base?
5: I don't know if it was super loud. It just was enough to get thrown out. I just had to walk all the way out there.
0: Do you know what a check swing is?
5: It's a very difficult... To call a check swing, that's probably the toughest one. Umpire has to be on it every single swing. You know, there are darker bats, there are lighter bats. I think, based on the fact that their guy was walking back to the dugout, it, it looked like a check swing to me. But you know what? Jim and I, Jim's one of my favorite umpires.
1: I know you thought Fernando had all the tools to be a really, really good right yeah. fielder in February and in March, but for him to have put it all together this quickly, what does that say about him? It's the athleticism. Starts with
5: the athleticism and then hard work that he's put in from spring. You see where, he, where he's come with you know, the first few, few balls he had in spring training early in the season to where he is right now. He looks like he's been playing out there for 10 years.
1: His ability to, to throw guys out and to kind of do all the mechanics right to be able to use that arm as Correct. well as he does, How, what, is, what are the keys to getting there for him? Yeah, so at
5: shortstop, it's different arm angles. You don't really get your feet underneath you as much. It's more about getting some momentum through the ball in one consistent arm slot, and that's what it's been for him. You know, even though the other night he threw one a little differently behind a runner from a different arm slot, I think it's just working on that. Obviously the arm strength, the velo, and all that's there for him. Um, and I think that's one of the things he enjoys most about playing the outfield is the opportunity to throw somebody out.
1: Were you in your office when he made that throw, and what was your physical reaction?
5: I was in the middle of the clubhouse. It's not. It's 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 way easier watching in the dugout than it is in the
1: clubhouse. Well, <clears throat> going back to just kind of making things happen more recently with the offense, what do you think this this game, especially including on the race side, them coming back showed about the value of just putting the ball in play? Correct, and that's what they do. You know,
5: not only they hit homers, but they, you know, they You look at their numbers with runners in scoring position. A lot of times, that's not trying to do too much and putting it in play and using the the big part of the ballpark. And you know, it's not the sexiest thing in the world to shoot one in the hole between first and second. It's not hit very hard, but it's just as effective as anything else.
0: You didn't go with Garcia you went with the same guys I know you check with everybody and Nick tells you he's fine yeah about his little thing but like why why that usage today with Nick
5: well we we felt I mean we have Nick available we're going to use him in that situation we had Garcia up and ready in in Wilson's inning if we had to bring him in um but when Nick deems himself ready to go and pitch he was going to pitch the eighth today
1: Considering the way you guys have played the last few weeks, the fact that you're going to San Francisco, divisional team ahead you in the standings, four games there. How how important is it to carry over what you've done there, and how important it is to?
5: You know, we've talked about this a lot. You know, after a series, of how important is it? So it is important. It's a team in our division. It's a team that um, is ahead of us. So yeah, it's important. Uh, our bullpen's going to look a little different tomorrow, and get a chance to have some other guys, you know, in win games, uh, have an opportunity, but. like you said you know anytime you're in a division the team's ahead of you we're coming up on the halfway point it's important
3: that was Padres manager Bob Melvin from down by the clubhouse here at Petco Park after this five to four win for the Padres over the Tampa Bay Rays in the rubber game of this three game series we have a lot to do on our post game show you heard a lot there from Bob Melvin on the incredible throw by Fernando I'm going to talk about that Uh, We'll also talk about Joe Musgrove's outing. We heard from Bob Melvin on that. We'll talk about the offense today and much, much more. There were some really important contributions uh, in different parts of the lineup today. Joe Musgrove, I thought, really, really impressive in this game, and we'll talk plenty about it all. Again, the final score, Padres 5 and the Rays 4, as the Padres win a third consecutive series. They lose the first game of this series on Friday, but they bounce back in a big way. 2-0 yesterday and a 5-4 win here today and I thought also a good point there by Bob Melvin uh, when he was talking about Some of the struggles the Padres have had in close games this season feels really good, I'm sure, for this Padres ball club to win a two-run game yesterday, a one-run game here today. So much more on this entire ball game when we come back. We'll also hear from Trent Grisham again one more time in case you missed it and much, much more to come as we continue to wrap this one up from Petco Park. Again, the final Padres 5, Rays 4 on the Padres Radio Network. Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score as the Padres take two of three from the Tampa Bay Rays, the Padres 5 and the Rays 4. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. We have uh, some people still here inside the Western Metal Building. I see some uh, fans waving to me uh, as they head out and uh, everybody having a good time on this Father's Day. A very happy Father's Day to all the dads out there and if you were at the game here today with the family, uh, you saw a great game and you saw a lot of really good things from the San Diego Padres. A really, really Really good win as the Padres take the rubber game of this three game series from the team with the best record in all of baseball. Padres have won three consecutive series and they win it here today, five to four lot to do on our post-game show still. We heard from Bob Melvin. May hear some uh, clips or uh, replay some of Bob Melvin's post-game press conference coming up a little bit later. We'll hear from Trent Grisham again, who really played a big role in this win. More on him coming up later. I caught up with Trent one-on-one after the game. In case you missed that, and we'll continue to play some highlights for you and break it all down. Phone number is always the call. Would love to hear from you on our post-game show on this Sunday. We have plenty of time. 833 uh, 288 3 The phone number. Again, the phone number to call if you want to get involved, 833 288 0973. A great crowd here today. Would love to hear from you if you were in the building today. 44,000 plus in the building. Uh, the uh, exact attendance, 44,404. Already the 28th sellout of the season here in downtown San Diego. Yesterday, they set a new Petco Park record in mid June. Well, that record continues to grow by the day, and I wouldn't be surprised if that record is absolutely shattered by the end of this season another sold out crowd at petco park this afternoon certainly a big part of this game the starting pitching let's talk about it as we tell you our ace pitcher of the game
0: which pitcher was dealing today (laughs) let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game brought to you by the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware from trinker and weber to the big green egg all your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware
3: our ace pitcher of the game here today joe musgrove who was really good in his outing Musgrove six innings two earned runs given up six hits allowed he walked one struck out one 85 pitches for Joe Musgrove and what I thought was really impressive about Joe here today he was in trouble a number of times and he found his way out of trouble a number of times and even when he gave up A run, he only gave up one. So let's go through it sort of inning by inning here for Joe Musgrove because I think it's a really important part of this game. The first inning, one, two, three. The second inning gives up three consecutive singles to Rosarena, Paredes, and Lowe, but then gets a big double play to help get out of the inning. Again, just one run given up. In the third leadoff single double play off the bat of Diaz gets ground out from Franco to end the inning in the fourth inning bases loaded nobody out allows a sack fly to Manuel Margot and that's it and then in the sixth inning two on one out gets out of it without allowing a run Joe Musgrove did a great job in this game just battling through adversity it wasn't a perfect outing for him but When he had guys on, he found a way out of it, and he was in some big-time jams, and again, limited damage. So uh, pitching from ahead for most of his start, I thought Joe Musgrove did a really, really good job in this game, just limiting damage. Bottom line, uh, you're going to have outings like that. You're not going to be perfect, and uh, it really reminded me of, you know, when Joe's been at his best, that is part of the story with Joe. It's not that he's always perfect, but it's that he finds ways through the outing. And you take the wider look at Joe's last few weeks. His last five starts now, a 215 ERA, 29 innings and a 30, struck out 23 in that span, walked only six, a whip of 109. So the numbers for Joe, the last handful of outings, five starts again, a 215 ERA, 109 whip. He has been very, very good, much more like the Joe Musgrove we saw last season. And it's understandable, even as right now, we know he's dealing with some bursitis in that right elbow. And Joe has said it's it's not much of a concern. But it, it is affecting him a little bit, I think, day to day. And it's been reported on that it's something he's dealing with right now. But even with that, he continues to be really, really impressive. And um, look, for Joe, and we've talked about it pregame, postgame, I've talked about it with Joe if you've heard the interviews on the pregame show. You know, for Joe, it was a very stop and start start and stop, I should say, first uh, third of the season and really going back to spring training. I mean, you think about the kettlebell incident and then having to come back from that, have spring training really you know, just uh, thrown for a loop in spring training. It wasn't anything like a normal spring training or I'm sure what Joe was expecting in spring training. Then during the rehab process, he's with Triple A El Paso, you know, injures his shoulder on that play uh, where he picked up the ball and then threw it to first base and landed on his shoulder. He's dealing with the blisters on his feet from Mexico City. Now he's dealing with the bursitis. So he's still dealing with things. But he's really settled into a groove. And I just think the last five starts for Joe Musgrove, for for all those reasons, have been really, really impressive. And I I really liked what he did today. I mean, again, you have to consider who it was against. The Tampa Bay Rays, this is one of the best offensive units in baseball. They hit, they run, they hit for power, they do everything really, really well. And if you want to zoom out on this series, And you want to know why the Padres were able to take two out of three? In this series, the Padres only gave up ten runs. You look at that, ten runs in three games, not a lot to a lineup like this so uh for tampa bay look they uh, didn't hit a home run today padres didn't let him hit a home run in either of the final two games of this series and uh, joe musgrove certainly part of that story here today with what the padres pitching staff did against tampa bay as the padres win two of three Again, we'll take your phone calls about this game. If you want to get them in, 833-288-0973. If you want to get involved on social media, you can do that as well. Tweet at me at 973 sd, or on my Twitter, SammyLev S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram DMs are open. Send me a message on Instagram, Sammy Lev, there as well, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Let me know what you thought about this game, what you're thinking about the Padres right now. Three consecutive series wins, back to a game under 500. Might just interact with your tweet or your message live here on the air. Would love to hear from you as we have plenty of time to talk on this Sunday afternoon. Before we continue on, let's pause for Station ID on the Padres Radio Network. KWFNFM and kwfnhe1 san diego
5: hi this is bob melvin you're listening to padres baseball on the padres
0: radio network always live on the free odyssey app
3: sam levitt with you on our post game coverage from inside the lofts here at petco park at the western metal building again the final score padres five and the rays four is the padres win the final two games of this three game set let's take a wider look at the major leagues right now update you on the home run tally Which players went deep tonight? This is our MLB
0: home run tally Presented by Mr. Moto Pizza. Bringing back the old New York Pizzeria experience with fresh, funky, thin-crest gourmet pies and the original Stuff Knots. With eight locations in San Diego. Find your favorite at MrMotoPizza.com.
3: We take a look at the players that have gone deep today around the major leagues. At the moment, we've counted up 32 different players that have hit home runs uh here today or i should say 32 home runs it's somewhere in the 30s doesn't matter. Anyway, who here are the players that have gone deep today? Christian Walker is fifteenth home run for Arizona. More on that game coming up later. Eddie Rosario, two home runs today for Atlanta. Ozzy Albis also a home run is seventeenth. Michael Harris the second also a home run for the Braves. For Baltimore, Anthony Santander is 10th home run. For the Cubs, Mike Talkman is first. Christopher Morell is thirteenth. For Cincinnati, they continue to play well. Jake Fraley, his eighth home run. Spencer Steer, his 10th. Jonathan India, his 10th. Ryan McMahon for the Rockies today. Home runs 11 and 12. For Detroit, Spencer Torkelson. Kerry Carpenter at home runs for Houston. Corey Jolks had a home run. For the Angels, Deja Vu. Shohei Otani, another home run. He is red hot. 24th home run for Otani. Mike Trout also in deep is 15th. Jared Walsh hit his first home run for the Angels. For the Mets, Francisco Lindor is 13th home run. Tommy Pham is seventh for the Yankees. Glaber Torres it is 12th. Oledmus Diaz is second for Oakland. Kyle Schwarber is 20th for the Phillies. Brian Reynolds hit his eighth for the Pirates. For the Cardinals today in a win against the Mets, Nolan Arenado had a couple of home runs, including a big go-ahead home run for the Cardinals in that win, number 14 and number 15 for Arenado. Paul DeYoung is 10th. Jordan Walker is 6th for St. Louis. For the Rangers, Jonah Heim is 9th. Leote Tavares is 8th. And for Washington, Lane Thomas had a home run, number 11 for Thomas. And that's a look at the home run tally on this Sunday in the major leagues. We'll have a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard coming up in a little bit. Again, phone number to call if you want to get involved, 833-288-0973. We still have a lot to break down in this game. I want to go through the rallies the Padres had in this game because, really, you look at the way it played out. Every run was critical here today, what the Padres pitching staff did against Tampa Bay. We're going to go through that top of the eighth inning again, Uh, that great throw by Fernando. My goodness, what a throw by Fernando. We'll let you hear that call again from Jesse Agler. And much, much more to get to. As the Padres beat the Rays five to four in the rubber game of this three-game set, our post-game show continues after this on the Padres radio network. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here today: the Padres five and the Rays four, as the Padres win the rubber game of this three-game series. Padres have won three consecutive series: one against Colorado, one against Cleveland, and now one against the Tampa Bay Rays, a team with the best record in baseball. A really good series win for the Padres, especially considering they lost the first game of this series on Friday, but they bounced back with a two-nothing win yesterday and a 5-4 to win here today. Still lots of breakdown in this game. We'll talk about the rallies for the Padres offense. We have our player of the game, play of the game. We'll certainly hear that Fernando Tatis Jr. throw one more time. A great call by Jesse Agler on the play-by-play as we continue to wrap this one up. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. It's turned into a beautiful late Sunday afternoon, turning into early evening, and plenty of time to take your phone calls and more. Again, the Phone number, as always, eight three three two eight eight zero nine seven three eight three three two eight eight. 0973 would love to hear from you if you were at the game here today listening watching at home whatever you were doing on this father's day another great crowd here today 44,404 in the building 28th sellout already this season at Petco Park and while we have a, a few minutes let's go to the phones uh, 833-288-0973 again the phone number to call let's lead things off today with Andrew calling in from San Diego hey, um, Andrew you're on the Padres post game show with Sam Levitt how are you
1: yeah. it takes
2: like two or three
3: andrew you there
2: are you maybe he all
3: right he it. andrew is uh, not paying attention that's happened now a few times the last few weeks everybody if you're going to call in you gotta pay attention uh when you're waiting on hold you must pay attention when you're waiting on hold, we cannot go to you and have a random conversation in the background. Okay, you gotta pay attention. I know we're on the post game show. Sometimes you gotta wait on hold a while, but we we can't have that. Let's go to Don and Rancho Bernardo calling in. Hi, Don.
2: Hey, how you doing, Sammy?
3: I'm doing well, Don. How are you?
2: I'm doing all right. Uh, happy Father's Day to all those Padres out there that are fathers. Um, and uh, yeah, you know. I, I'm usually pretty optimistic on the show, as you probably know, Sammy. But you know, when we unwrap this uh, series win a little and mm-hmm. look a little bit closer at yesterday's game and today's game, I'm disappointed to say the least. Uh, yesterday we had the Bunt Fest festival, which was fun mm-hmm. and all, but you know, <laughs> it's not really indicative of a powerful offense. And then today we had the, the I think it was what a five foot triple um, mm-hmm. <laughs> again not really indicative of a powerful offense. I I guess I just, uh, you know, I and, and we were out hit today, I think, 12 to 7 or something. And I, I had the feeling today at the ball game that, you know, the, the better team uh, lost, you yeah. know. And uh, they just, the other team, you know, they're a really good team, as you were saying. They they really can hit the ball. They didn't have any power. We released, you know, we, uh, we kept their power in check. Thank God, um, but anyway, that's just my thoughts. I don't know if you had the same kind of feeling too, Sammy, or if you mm. if you had a different perspective.
3: Yeah, Don. You know, it's it's interesting, and I don't think you're you're wrong. I mean, and appreciate the call as always, Don. I mean, look. You're happy they won the games. I understand what you're saying from the offensive side. Look, today they were 3-for-12 with runners in scoring position. I was frustrated uh, with what they did in the first inning, getting to Tisson, second base, nobody out. Then Soto uh, walks, and uh, look, Fernando ended up getting picked off at at third base on the back pick to end that inning. But remember, before that, there was a a strikeout by Machado and uh, ground out from Bogarts and combined – uh well I don't know in this series. I'm trying to do the math in my head right now. I could tell you the last four games going back to Thursday, there were combined eight for thirty nine with runners in scoring position. So that's what's eight for thirty nine? Eight for thirty nine is two oh five, so it's just a, a hair better than what it's been this season, which is under two hundred uh as we know, and it's been a major problem all year. Look, I thought yesterday you know, yeah, there was some luck involved uh, with the way things uh, played out with all the bunts, and then today with uh, the ball that Soto hit that went two feet in front of the plate ended up being two errors on Wander Franco. They got very fortunate uh, in this series and in the last couple of games. So, Don, I think it's a fair point. Um, I think the offense in this series, despite the two wins, certainly left a little something to be desired, and the issues with runners in scoring position, and at points, the middle of the lineup – Uh, not capitalizing. Uh, They were there. Now, to be fair, Manny Machado had an RBI base hit with a runner uh, in scoring position in this game. They had some good moments, but you're right. Had the Rays scored a little bit more, we may be talking about this series a lot differently. But I can't totally take away, you know, a a really good series win, a couple of wins against the, uh, the best team in baseball right now. You know you're gonna have to win some some games in different ways, so look, and I think especially with where the Padres are at right now as they try to claw their way back to five hundred and with the way the season started. He'll take wins any way he can get them. And I do think there is a value to just winning close games, which is something, like we heard Bob Melvin talk about in the post-game press conference, this team has really struggled with this season, winning one in two-run games. In fact, uh, not to toot my own horn, but it's something I talked about in the pregame in our What to Watch For segment. If you listen to the pregame show, I said, watch... If this game is close, can the Padres do it again? Because they won a two-run game yesterday. Could they win another close game in this series finale? And to their credit, they did. Padres are now 14-20 and on the year in games decided by one or two runs. But two out of those 14 wins came in the last two days. So, you know, look, I think, and, and I say this a lot, but two things can be true at once, right? I think the offense did leave something to be desired and they had issues with runners in scoring position throughout the last few days. And uh, in this series against Tampa Bay, even in the last couple of wins and they also won the last couple of games in close games against a very, very, very good team. So I don't want to take away too much from that, but Don, back to your point. Yeah. The offense left something to be desired. They did not cash in the way you would like them to cash in. So We'll see if they can, uh, sort of get back on track in, in that department, um, against the Giants this coming week. But, you know, I guess here today, after a series win, they're playing better. I'm not going to harp on it too much, but I understand what you're saying. And I think any fan out there that, that's watched this series or, you know, or, or followed along, uh, saw that as well, that there were issues that we've seen throughout the year in this series. But you win two out of three, and sometimes it is about just finding ways to win games against really good teams like the Tampa Bay Rays. Let's go to Ramon and Carlsbad. Hi, Ramon. How's it going?
2: Doing well, Ramon. How are you? Good. Just want to wish happy Father's Day to everybody out there and uh, all the father figures. So I want to talk about a little bit of offense to make a point. Yeah, you know, we haven't been capitalizing a lot, but, you know, it was really refreshing watching us take that a uh, series from a powerhouse, of a powerhouse of a team like the Tampa Bay's. Right. Yeah, and it was. Yeah. And, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but defensively, ahead, I mean, we've been doing crazy. Just defensive has been awesome. And especially Machado, man, I have those balls that are going from third base, those are some lasers and Tatis. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, we're, we're getting there. I feel like we're slowly warming up to be what we want to be offensively. I'm being hopeful and optimistic, but I just, you know, we've been doing great defensively.
3: Yeah, look, the throw by Fernando, and uh, Ramon, appreciate the call. The throw by Fernando was terrific. I mean, it's one of the finest defensive plays that we've seen all year. I tweeted it out, and I'm not joking. That guy already is a gold-glove right fielder. Bottom line. Okay, we'll see how he does the rest of the year. I'm not saying he's necessarily going to win it, and, you know, people got to vote for him, but... I mean, from a jump perspective, from an arm perspective, from the ground he covers, the speed, he has played like a gold glove right fielder. And there are a lot of things that make Fernando Tatis Jr. incredibly special, but the way he has transitioned to the outfield and how good he is out there already, that's one of the most impressive things he's done as a baseball player so far to me. With everything he's done when he's been healthy and out there. I mean, to go out there and play the way he has, and and honestly, we saw him in spring training, you know, feeling it out out there and the work he put in. I talked to him about it earlier this week on one of the pregame shows, if you heard it, but he's put in a lot of work out there, and when you combine that with how special he is naturally at the game of baseball in every facet, it's a joy to watch. And, I mean, think about what he did defensively in this series, the diving plays in the Cleveland series, the fake throw uh, where he looked like he was throwing a second through to first get, uh, to get Rosario in the ninth inning the other day, uh, some of the catches he's made, uh, what he did with that throw, 99.5 miles an hour on that throw. I mean, it was incredible. And I'll tell you this, and this is not the Padres fans, but there were a lot of people, a lot of people around the country When Fernando made a couple of misplays in spring training, whether it was on Twitter or on TV or wherever, there were a lot of people, a lot of baseball minds around the country that said Fernando wasn't going to work out in right field and that it was going to be bad out there in right field for Fernando. Where are those people now? Bring up the tweets. Where are those people? Because they couldn't have been more wrong about how he's played out there. He has been terrific and I'll give him a lot of credit. I was in Peoria in spring training. I was out there every morning and I saw him put in a ton of work when nobody else was watching, other than the people in Peoria. No cameras, things like that, put in a lot of work out there. Every day, every every batting practice. So it it's not you know, it's not a coincidence that he is playing the way he's playing out there. It's not. He's put in a lot of work, and you mix that with the natural talent, and you have what we've seen. You have what we saw here today. I mean, seriously, it's not just the natural talent. He's put in work, and he's just hes unbelievably talented. We know that part of it. And, uh, look, he made a play that saved the game. He doesn't make that throw to home plate. Padres might lose this game. The game's tied. Rays are still rallying. There's only one out. He doesn't make that throw on the money. At 99.5 miles an hour, Padres might lose this series. Very well might lose this series with the way that rally was going for Tampa Bay and how good that lineup is. And, oh, by the way, the very top of their lineup coming up. So it was outstanding. It really, really was. All right, we'll uh, get some uh, more of your phone calls coming up in a little bit. Again, the phone number, 833-288-0973. Yeah, that, that throw by Fernando was just Uh, incredible it was on the money it was uh, again at 99.5 miles per hour and uh, we'll continue to talk about it we'll play the uh, highlight for you uh, the call from jesse agler coming up in a little while as well right now let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game Which pitcher was able to come in and
0: slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank. Providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit sandiegofoodbank.org.
3: All right, our relief pitcher of the game is Josh Peter, the final out in today's game. Got the final three outs in today's game struck out Wander Franco struck out Randy Rosarena, a one, two, three, ninth inning for Josh Hader. His second save in as many days, number 17 yesterday, number 18 here today, Josh Hader, our relief pitcher of the game really could have gone with Steven Wilson as well. Uh, Wilson, uh, in this game here today, you know, he gets the fly out, then the strikeout, then an infield single, and then the walk to Wander Franco. That was the check swing that Bob Melvin got ejected on, uh, where the third base umpire, as Franco is walking back to the dugout, said no swing, ball four, and Wilson battled through all of that to put up a scoreless inning. So now that I think about it, maybe I should have gone with Stephen Wilson because of those circumstances, but can't go wrong with Josh Hader, uh, who uh, ended up putting together a one-two-three ninth inning, second save in as many days for Josh Hader. I will say this, and we'll have more on the series coming up against the Giants in our next segment, but it'll be interesting tomorrow for the padres if they have a late lead and just in general in their bullpen because now using wilson martinez and Hayter back-to-back days yesterday and today you'll wonder if all those guys might be unavailable tomorrow so it may be a bit of a weird bullpen day tomorrow with uh, a number of guys unavailable important guys unavailable out of that bullpen now let's tell you about our player of the game player had
0: the biggest impact on today's game let's find out who is today's player of the game presented by valley view casino and hotel catch every game at patties and bites plus enjoy four dollar beer every thursday visit valleyviewcasino.com today
3: our player of the game in this one we'll go with joe musgrove joe six innings two earned runs given up and again we went through it earlier I thought, did just a great job getting out of trouble, limiting damage in this game. Again, this game, whether it was the throw from Fernando or what Joe did, it just could have gone very differently. Rays had opportunities, and the Padres limited those opportunities. So for what Joe did, battling out of trouble, we went through it earlier, uh, inning by inning, he was really, really good. So Joe, not just our ace pitcher of the game, but our player of the game, and also a function of there not being necessarily a single person you'd choose from the offensive side again there were some really important contributors we'll hear from trent grisham on the other side of this uh next break but joe musgrove to me our player of the game why not san diego zone who picks up the win his fifth of the season All right, we'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network. We still have a look at the out-of-town scoreboard coming up, and we'll play you the Fernando throw one more time in case you missed it. And I've got some numbers on that throw to just prove to you even more how incredible the throw was from Fernando, and obviously it saved the game, saved this win for the Padres here today. And if you want to get a phone call in, you can, 833-288-0973. The phone number to call, 833-288-0973. The phone number, as always, you can get involved on Twitter or Instagram as well. Tweet at me at 973 sd or my Twitter, sammylev S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram DMs are open, Sammy Lev there as well, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. LEV let me know what you thought about this game we would love to hear from you again the final score Padres 5 rays 4 we continue on our post game show after this on the Padres radio network game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, the Padres 5 and the Rays 4 as the Padres take 2 out of 3 from the Tampa Bay Rays. They dropped the series opener on Friday but bounced back with a two-nothing win yesterday and a 5-4 win here today for a team that, for the most part this season, has really struggled in one and two run games. They get a couple of those wins against the best team in baseball, as uh, the Padres take two out of three from Tampa Bay. Now they head to San Francisco. They are en route to San Francisco right now. Game one of a four-game series against the Giants tomorrow. More on that series opener uh, coming up a little bit later in our post-game coverage. Sam Levitt with you here inside the loft in the the uh, Western Metal Building at Petco Park. I do want to uh, give a shout-out to uh, Cesar and Marcella, a couple of fans in 97.3, the fan listeners, who came by uh, before I went on the air today. Uh, Cesar uh, celebrating Father's Day with his daughter. Marcella came over very, very kind, and I told him that I'd give him a shout-out. So uh, Cesar, Marcella, uh, happy Father's Day to uh, Cesar. And also, Cesar told told me he had a prediction that this would be the world series Tampa Bay San Diego the Padres winning in six games Cesar I'm going to remember this if you're right who knows could we see this matchup in the fall classic we're a long way away from that but crazier things have happened we'll see Padres win it 5 to 4 over the Tampa Bay Rays in this series finale rubber game of this three game set Uh, Let's uh, go to the phones, 833-288-0973. If you want to squeeze a phone call in, you can before we wrap up here. Let's go to Kathy in L.A. Hi, Kathy.
2: Hey, Sammy. Um, People that aren't happy that we won today for whatever reason kind of reminds me of uh, I'm a big Nebraska football fan. And back, back when Nebraska actually won games, people would be upset. Oh, well, they didn't win by enough. It's like we won. Be happy that we won. Was it a clean game? No, but I don't care. We won the game. (laughs) That's all that matters to me is we won.
3: Yeah, Kathy, look, I I think, you know, and I think uh, you're referring to uh, one of our callers earlier. Uh, Kathy, appreciate the call. I I think in this scenario, look, against the Tampa Bay team that is this talented, that's won as many games as they have already this year, my goodness, they're 51-24 and even after the last couple of losses, last couple of days here. I'm with you in the sense of look. You, you got to find a way to win games, and with the way that, uh, with where the Padres are right now, with the hole they're in, with how things have gone, look, winning three straight series, and it's something Bob Melvin's talked about. It's it's about more than just winning series right now for the Padres. Everyone acknowledges for uh, for this team to get where we all think they could go and should go. They've got to go on a run. Now, certainly winning three consecutive series and winning series against a team like Tampa Bay, that's a a great step. It's a step in the right direction. There's no doubt this team has played better over the course of of the last few weeks. Um, But in order to win more games and And do what they need to do and go on that run. They will need to fix some of the issues they did have in this series. Uh, With runners in scoring position, missed opportunities yesterday, missed opportunities uh, here today, quite frankly, missed opportunities uh, on Friday. So, you know, look, again, two things can be true at once. You can be really happy about the series win and also acknowledge that there were some issues offensively with the missed opportunities, with the middle of the lineup at times. Um, you know, those issues that popped up again, hopefully they do better in that department in San Francisco this week. So good series win. They're playing better, but there were some issues offensively. And had this game or yesterday gone the other way, we would be, definitely harping more on those issues but Kathy I understand what you're saying totally and I do agree with you uh you know look in the sense of You need the wins, and especially against a team like this, and you're not going to complain, you know, with what the the Padres did as far as getting wins. And and you know what? They did a lot of good things, too. The pitching side of things, again, uh, in this series, you look at what the Tampa Bay offense has done this year. I mean, they held the Rays to a grand total of 10 runs, and the only home runs they gave up for a team that has hit uh, the second most home runs in baseball this year. They gave up two on Friday, none yesterday, and none today. So that was really impressive as well. Look, the pitching side of things was really, really, really good, and I think uh, they should be commended for that. But there were issues offensively, so, again, two things can be true at once. All right, so in case you missed it earlier, I caught up with Trent Grisham right after the game. And, uh you know, for Trent today, i thought he played a really important role because you look at the rallies for the padres in this game they're down one nothing in the bottom of the third one out grisham one out double line drive to left center really nice piece of hitting got that rally started ended up being a three-run inning padres got help as uh, the tampa bay rays were throwing the ball around on that uh, little two-foot roller by soto in front of the plate but it was grisham who started that rally you look at The fifth inning rally, Trent Grisham had a leadoff walk in that inning. Later came in on the RBI single by Manny. That was the fifth run the Padres scored. They won the game 5-4. to So that was a really critical run. I thought Trent Grisham played a really important role offensively in this game because of the way he started those rallies. I caught up with Trent right after the game. Trent earlier this week Fernando Tatis Jr. told me that you've really helped him make that transition into the outfield this season. You teach him how to make that throw. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could
4: teach him how to throw like that. Uh, I wish I could throw like that myself. But uh, man he's he's an easy guy to work with. He's obviously one of the most talented uh, athletes on the planet Earth. So uh, for him to say that about me means a lot. But it's more. Uh, just being out there and getting uh comfortable with each other man it's uh knowing our spacing uh knowing how to communicate and then kind of just sitting back and let him do his thing and then knowing that i can do mine over there
3: offensively you were really important in the couple of rallies today the double the walk a couple of runs scored what was the biggest key for you offensively today
4: uh just be relaxed i mean i felt i've been feeling uh trying to do a little too much at times uh, lately. So today I just came in and tried to relax. Uh, I knew it was a pretty good matchup for me. Uh, So I just relaxed and uh, some
3: good things ended up happening. Three straight series wins, a series win against the team with the best record in baseball. Trent, what do you feel like has been one of the biggest differences for this team the last couple of weeks? Uh, Just doing it, man. we we all everyone in this clubhouse
4: knows and believes in each other, um, and things just didn't go our way to start. Uh, we know there's a lot of baseball, and uh, just watching the guys come out and do it, man, and just it's kind of it just breeds confidence, and it just um, it just know, it just solidifies everything we knew already. So it's really now just about leaning on each other and uh, keeping it rolling. Trent,
3: great job today. Big part in today's win. Thanks so much. Thanks, that was trent grisham right after the game here today big thank you to trent for joining me and again he had a big impact on this game uh with the uh, double the walk and uh look uh what i said there was was true uh if you heard my conversation with fernando earlier this week fernando talked about trent grisham and the help that Trents provided fernando in the outfield well You heard Trent talk about it there. I don't know that Trent could teach Fernando what he did in that eighth inning. No doubt the throw, the laser by Fernando, our play of the game.
0: What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game. Presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, heating and air, flood and restoration. Because we know how.
1: One and one. Bethancourt hits it on the ground the other way. That's into right field in a base hit. Margot's rounding third. Tatis comes up throwing the tag and he is out at the plate. What a throw by Fernando. Cut down the potential tying run here in the eighth inning. What a throw unleashed by Fernando Tatis Jr. An absolute BB and dime to cut down the
0: runner.
3: Fernando Tatis Jr., his throw a cut down the tying run at home plate in the eighth inning. No doubt our play of the game. It was outstanding. Clocked at 99.5 miles per hour. Fernando Tatis Jr., and this was from the great Sarah Langs uh, from MLB on Twitter. A couple of notes here. Fernando Tatis Jr.'s outfield assist here today. The Padres' third fastest-tracked outfield assist under StatCast. So in the StatCast era since 2015, Only behind Hunter Renfro, who threw uh, a ball in 2017, an outfield assist at 100.3 miles per hour. And Fernando, who threw one at 100 miles per hour on May 10th of this season. How about this? The throw from Fernando today was the second fastest tracked outfield assist in the majors this season. Behind the one Fernando threw on May 10th. So again, just to simplify what I said there, because I think I got... It all a a little bit mixed up the way I said it. The two fastest thrown outfield assists this season, both from Fernando. One on May 10th was 100. The one here today, 99.5. He's playing like a gold glove right fielder. All I know is that. The eye test matches the numbers, matches the defensive run saved, matches the outs above average, matches the the jumps. You can look at the metrics and you can just watch him day in, day out. That guy is in just a couple of months, has turned himself into a gold-glove caliber right fielder. And we saw it at full display with what he did in the eighth inning. That was the play of the game. Saved this game and uh, perhaps saved a series win uh, for the Padres here today. All right, I will get to uh, some of your tweets here coming up, so because i got a lot of tweets coming in. So we'll, uh, we'll wrap up with those as we continue to break this one down. Let's take a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard, tell you what's going on on this Sunday in the majors. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you
0: need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since
3: 1958. We take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Sunday. It appears that everything has gone final aside from the Sunday night game at Fenway Park right now. So here we go. lot to get to on the scoreboard. Orioles beat the Cubs 6-3 in Chicago. Atlanta beat Colorado 14-6 in Atlanta earlier today. Eddie Rosario, a three-run home run in that game. Ozzie Albies, also a three-run home run for the Braves. The Marlins beat the Nationals 4-2 in Washington earlier today. Game one of the doubleheader between the Red Sox and the Yankees. Red Sox beat New York 6-2. Connor Wong, an RBI double. Alex Verdugo, also an RBI double in that game. Nolan Arenado had a go-ahead solo home run for the Cardinals to help beat the Mets 8-7, that home run run in the ninth inning broke a 7-7 tie cincinnati beat houston 9-7 uh in houston today final in 10 ellie de La cruz had an rbi single in that game uh, to help the uh, Reds take a two-run lead, they would need uh, multiple runs and extra innings to go on to win it nine to seven. The Reds sweep the Astros in Houston. Reds are playing great baseball right now. Angels beat the Royals five to two in Kansas City. Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, back-to-back home runs in the fifth inning in that game. Number twenty-four. Otani, the Tigers beat the Twins 6-4 to in Minnesota earlier today Spencer Torkelson a two-run home run in that win for Detroit Brewers beat the Pirates 5-2 in Milwaukee William Contreras game-tying RBI single in the eighth inning that made it 2-2 to and then Luis Arias a two-run single from a Padre Luis Arias Gave the Brewers a 5-2 lead in that game with that two-run base hit. Rangers beat the Blue Jays 11-7 in Texas earlier today. Corey Seager, two-run double in that game. Laoti Tavares, a two-run home run. Guardians beat the Diamondbacks 12-3 in Arizona. Stephen Kwan, a two-run triple in that game. Andre Jimenez, also a two-run triple in that game. How about that? A couple of two-run triples for Cleveland today in Arizona. Phillies beat the A's 3-2 in Oakland earlier today. Kyle Schwarber had a leadoff home run in that game. Giants beat the Dodgers. They sweep the Dodgers in L.A. 7-3. First San Francisco sweep in L.A. since 2012. So on one hand, good news, the Dodgers lose. On the other hand, the Giants are red hot. Red hot as the Padres head on up to San Francisco for the start of a four-game series tomorrow. Mariners beat the White Sox 5-1 to in Seattle earlier today. And the one game going on right now, the Red Sox beating the Yankees 4-1 at Fenway Park, top of the sixth inning, game two of that doubleheader. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Sunday in the major leagues. We'll take a look at uh, what's coming up for the Padres this coming week in San Francisco in just a moment and uh, we still uh, will read some of your tweets and uh, if you want to squeeze a phone call in you can 8332880973. It's another beautiful day for a ball game and military Sunday at that. San Diego County Toyota dealers are proud partners of the Padres and supporters of San Diego's military community. Thank you to all military members for your incredible service. All right, let's uh, read some of your tweets here. I've got a number to get to. Let me get them on my phone pulled up. Number of tweets to get to here. All right, we've got uh, Douglas on Twitter saying, winning two out of three from the Rays is not a small feat. Imagine if this was a playoff series while fans complained about how they score the runs. The other team is also trying to win. Hashtag relax. Well, Douglas, look, I agree. Like I've been saying, uh, a great series win, okay? Winning two out of three from a team with the best record in baseball. You're right. No small feat. Padres weren't perfect in the series, but he'll take it, right? And they're playing better baseball. But look, some of the issues they had in this series, the issues that we've seen with runners in scoring position, they've got to be fixed in order for this team to go where we all think they should and um, and could go. So, again, I think two things to be true at once. I, I thought some of the points that were made on the calls, they were all fair. But I'm with you. I'm with you you got to win the games in a series like this. So I'm not harping on it today, but um, you have to find a way to win the games. And the Padres did that the last couple of days. So they deserve all the credit for that. Uh, David saying, I really thought the missed call on the check swing in the seventh inning was an important moment as someone in the stands. I felt like it really brought the fans back into the game. Uh, Yeah. I mean, the fans were really fired up after that. Now, remember after that, then the rally in the eighth inning. So, Look, the the biggest moment in the game, whether it was something on the field or the check swing, it was the throw by Fernando. I mean, that saved the game, and that got the crowd as fired up as they had been all day. But your point is well taken, David. Um, You know, look, that, I'll tell you what, had the Rays rallied in that seventh inning, that would have been a much bigger deal in this game, that check swing. And, you know, I looked at the replay it, it's so hard to tell and know and understand what a what a swing is and what it isn't right on a check swing. I will say this, though. When Wander Franco is, you know, a third of the way back to the dugout, that, that kind of tells you what he thought, right? So I think that was the part that everybody got so mad about and what upset Manny and Bob Melvin and the Padres dugout. Had Wander Franco not started walking back to the dugout, I wonder if the reaction is exactly the same because I thought it I thought a lot of it was about Franco walking back to the dugout he clearly thought he swung and then a couple of seconds later saying no swing so look it worked out didn't end up costing the Padres this game so um you know uh, thankfully didn't end up costing the Padres this game all right, what uh, other tweets do we have here? We have a few others, but I think we got to all the uh, major points. I want to check my Instagram DMs because we always uh, get DMs on there. Owen saying uh, saying it was an amazing game, huge momentum boost against the best team in baseball. Owen, I, uh, I agree. Uh, really, really good series win, no doubt about it. And we'll see if the Padres can continue that momentum into San Francisco. Really tough series in San Francisco, and I'll tell you why. Because the Giants are playing really good baseball. Again, they just swept the L.A. Dodgers in a three-game series. First sweep in L.A. for the Giants since 2012. The Giants have 1-8 of 10. They are in second place now. That's the other part of this today for the Giants. Not only did they sweep the Dodgers, but they actually jumped the Dodgers in the standings. So the standings right now in the division at the end of the weekend look like this in the, in the uh, NL West. Diamondbacks first place, forty-three and twenty-nine. Giants now thirty-nine and thirty-two, three and a half out. Dodgers four out at thirty-nine and thirty-three. Padres seven and a half out at thirty-five and thirty-six. And the Giants have won seven in a row, eight of ten. They are red hot. Going to be a very tough series for the Padres up in San Francisco beginning tomorrow. First pitch tomorrow, game one of that four game set at 6.45 p.m. Our EcoWater SoCal Padres pregame show will begin at 5.45. On the mound for the Padres tomorrow, right-hander Michael Waka. He'll start the series for San Diego. For the Giants, they have not announced the starter yet. I did not see. I couldn't find it during the commercial break uh, to see if anybody had uh, reported uh, whether uh, uh, the Giants have announced a starter post game from uh, Gabe Kapler, but at least what I'm seeing officially so far, a starter announced for the Giants. So uh, if you want to find out who the Giants starter is, you're going to have to find out with me uh, on social media after the game. I just could not uh, find it uh, quickly enough on Twitter, but at least uh, officially as far as uh, what's been announced. Michael Walker for the Padres. And so uh, right now, at the moment, from what I'm seeing, TBA. For the Giants. And we'll have plenty more on that pitching matchup tomorrow on our pregame coverage. Taking a look at the final totals in this game here today for the San Diego Padres. Five runs, seven hits, one error. They left on six. For the Tampa Bay Rays, four runs, 12 hits, two errors. They left on nine. Winning pitcher Joe Musgrove, who improves to five and two. Losing pitcher was Yoni Torinos, who drops to three and two. And the save goes to Josh Hader, number 18 on the season. Time of game in this one, three, uh, three hours on the dot. I was going to say three hours and something minutes, but no, three hours on the dot. And the crowd, the 28th sellout already here in San Diego this season at Petco Park, 44,404. Again, 28 sellouts and 37 openings to begin the year. If you missed any of our post game show, you can catch up on the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Until tomorrow, for our great studio coordinator, Frank Marchese, I'm Sam Levitt, saying so long from Petco Park. Again, the final score, the Padres 5 and the Rays 4. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.